0: Hey friends, I'm Logan Clements, one of your co-hosts with the Better Events Podcast, and I'm super excited for you to join us again for another amazing episode. And this episode is particularly special because we are actually celebrating our 50th, you heard me right, 5050th episode. And Mary and I just take that time to, to reflect on where the podcast has come in the last 49 episodes, where we see it going in the future, and we dive a little bit into the behind the scenes of what has gone into making the podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast or want to learn more about what it takes, stick around.
1: Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. This is Mary Davidson, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by Logan Clements, our other co-host. Logan, how's it going? It's going. It's going. I can't believe we're it's here. Going. We're, we're- on the big five oh I feel like we're so old now as podcasters I know we're just ancient and excited to share with you all of our learnings from the last 50 episodes so this is definitely a celebration episode and uh before we get into it we got to do our icebreaker so spring is here so what is a goal that you have for this spring season the springtime oh a
0: goal what goals or something
1: bored to something I want to accomplish in the spring, just anything like that. I
0: want to get furniture for my balcony at my apartment. <laughs> That'll be Ooh. one of my goals, which uh, just hit 75 degrees in Seattle this week for a day. And I sat out there on a beach towel and soaked up the sun because my balcony gets sun for the second half of the day. And I realized just how much joy, like just sitting in the sunshine. I took a book, I did a little mm-hmm. bit of like journaling stuff. And so I just feel like if I had a really comfy like couch or chair on my balcony i'd sit on it and i also i get I've, this is like i could go on and on because i don't think a lot of people use their balconies but that is my goal for the spring mary is i'm going to get some furniture for
1: my balcony how about you what's yeah. one of your
0: goals for the spring
1: i'm leaning towards like really looking forward to just the spring weather as well which i mean i know we're talking about weather but you guys who live in seattle it's been dreary so we are just really excited for any bits of sunshine that we can get so i completely agree logan and i are texting about doing like like spring day like a day of the week where we celebrate spring and just don't work so
0: (laughs) i'm also looking forward to
1: maybe doing that yeah we've talked about it on the podcast
0: doing summer fridays Mm -hmm. and taking fridays off and i think mary's just dipping her toe in a little earlier potentially with spring fridays which i totally you know we can get behind the whole joy like point of doing what we do and working for ourselves i feel like is to have some of that freedom. I know I've been reminding myself about that more and more recently as I stick to like our goals that we talked about for the beginning of the year of like being intentional with what I'm saying yes to and realizing that like I need to also have moments for fun in there or to, you know, just to be able to recharge because a lot of these events we're doing there, they can be some pretty long days or long projects. And I always forget that I I need to recharge on them, too. But without further ado, uh, we're going to talk about why we're here today and why we're in your ears, because today. We are listening to episode 50, five woo, woo. Zero. Oh yeah. Happy dance. We made it guys. We are essentially almost one year old. We just looked it up on April 21st. We will. So in a little, a little over a week, we will turn one year old officially, but we just felt like 50 was such a big milestone for something that is a passion project of ours. Um, we're going to Take this time in this episode to look back at our last 49 episodes and shout out some of our amazing community and audience and folks. Some of you guys that we've met through this podcast, and then we'll nerd out a little bit about podcasting. So if you're interested in learning more about like how we do it, the behind the scenes, maybe you're interested in starting a podcast. We were we were like you a year and a half ago before uh, we decided to start this. So stick around. This will be your chance to learn. Um, but before we jump into that discussion, we're gonna take uh, get a quick ad break from our partners. Hi friends, Logan here. When I'm not co-hosting with the podcast, I am a freelance event producer and the founder of Logan Strategy Group. I work in full event production, whether that's in-person events, hybrid, virtual, live, everything from multi-day, hundreds of speaker conferences to one hour webinars or Zoom meetings. So whatever your production needs, I'm here to help and able to scale up for projects, large and small, no matter the budget. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, you can visit me at loganstrategygroup.com, follow me on Instagram at loganstrategygroup underscore events, or find me on LinkedIn under Logan Clements or Logan Strategy Group, and we'll link all of
1: those in the show notes. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back, everyone. So as we said, we are excited to dive in and talk about what the last 50 episodes have looked like for the podcast. So let's take a look back first at some of the our episodes in general so we've talked about tons of different things so we've talked about everything from how to get clients to COVID compliance at events to social media tips and tricks to fundraising events to working the olympics how to creative run a show and just so much more there's been lots of content um in there and so we've had the pleasure of having guests on the podcast as well as you know and so we've had over 15 guests from the event community and beyond and it's just been a good time. <laughs> Lots of content. We do go back and listen to our episodes too. And so I know that as I re-listen to some of them, I'm like, oh, that was like that was some good stuff, especially from the episodes that we have guests in. And so I'm learning. It's just been awesome. Um, but we wanted to also go through and talk about some of our favorite episodes personally. So, Logan, why don't you kick us off? What are some of your top episodes from the last 50?
0: Yeah, I think I'm very similar to Like you said, it's been really fun. Especially, I like the episodes that you and I just do together because it's really fun just to have these kind of more informal discussions. But Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about starting the podcast was having the opportunity to interview people that we've worked with, people that we want to work with, and you know, old friends. And we've gotten to make some new friends now through the podcast. So yes, it's so much fun just kind of going back and listening. I think one of my top ones. I feel like listeners you're gonna understand why it's my top one but i really love our episode on a run a show and why you need it because i'm very passionate (laughs) about the fact that we all need run a shows no matter what you're doing for your event and so it does tickle me because i'm pretty sure right mary that's one of our top um yeah our top episodes in terms of listen so clearly it's resonating with you guys um and we've had so many people reach out for our run a show template which again just warms our hearts because i think it's so helpful to or it's really nice to hear that you guys are listening and then actually applying you know some of the stuff that you learn from it and i to this day still use that run a show template and every event i work has a run a show so that really holds up what's your what's one of your top episodes mary
1: yeah well like you said i like the informal chats that we have a lot um definitely and then also just any of the like event deep dives that we do when we're recapping an event that we've worked whether it's been separately or together, I I learn a lot from those, um, especially when I'm listening to like you recap an event because it's just cool to hear all the components. Sometimes it's hard to to hear that from other event planners and producers, and so I think it's for me it's a cool opportunity to listen back and and hear those specific event experiences. So I always love a good event deep dive, but also a big fan of our second, I think, episode. Of starting with why and finding your north star. I think we reference back to it like a lot. <laughs> and it's because it's good stuff. It's a great place to start. And so I really enjoyed that episode at the beginning. Um, and I could probably go on and on, but I'll just stop there. Oh, I actually, okay, one last thing. Any community over competition chat that we have as well is always important. Common themes, I
0: feel like if you go back in listeners, if you haven't listened to our first couple episodes, like they are very valuable and a very good like foundation for a lot of the mm-hmm. themes that come up when we talk about things later on. Um, I know one of my pet peeves in the industry is sometimes just the jargon that we use and the different verbiage and how we describe what we do and services and things like that. And so that's always like a really good reference point if you want to see when we talk about North Star and things like that. That'll give you kind of more of a a deep dive. Um, Another thing that I know I loved, uh, Mary, one of our episodes was our uh, frequently asked questions one, because it was an adventure in itself just to record it because it was the first time Mary <laughs> right. and I recorded a podcast in person together. <laughs> and I'm very happy that Spotify did not have their video podcast like they do now if you're watching <laughs> us on Spotify. Um, you can go back and watch it on YouTube, but it's Mary and I at like the weirdest camera angle we possibly could have. And I'm very embarrassed as a like producer that if I had produced it and not been on screen, I probably would have like made us adjust our camera angle before we started recording. (laughs) Um, But we were in a little phone booth together that was like soundproofing. So it was really good acoustics, but uh, not the best camera angle for recording a podcast in person because we've definitely gotten more comfortable doing this uh, virtual recording setup right now.
1: yeah definitely and since then that, that location that we were at is a co-working space and uh, look, and i sent you a picture because now they actually have like a podcast set up in one of their rooms and i was like if only you knew what we went through <laughs> maybe someone that. like walked by and was like are those two ladies recording a podcast squished together in
0: this phone booth maybe we should make a space for them <laughs> yep. thank you
1: i'm so yeah. glad we got it. Well, now we got to go back and and do that
0: yeah that's a there's a pro tip for if you're thinking about to, uh, recording a podcast. Uh, think about your acoustics as well. I think we tried recording in one of the meeting rooms that you said now is set up as a podcast studio, and it was like super echoey.
1: Yeah, pretty echoey. Yeah. you know.
0: And so thinking mm-hmm. about the the kicker, most of I don't think you guys see my behind the scenes setup, but I used to record most of our episodes. I'm now in my office. It's probably a little echoey because I don't have a ton of furniture in here. But I used to record it in our bedroom sitting on the floor because the bed, the rug, every, all the soft things that are in my bedroom helped with acoustics. And I sounded better when I recorded there versus recording um, in an empty, empty room by myself. So something to think about. I know some of my favorite podcasters record like in their closets. They don't do a video version of their podcast. Um, So it doesn't have to be pretty. It just needs to be functional.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We've definitely changed quite a few things as time has gone on. And we'll talk more about what those are, but always trying to make improvements for you all. So it's been a journey. For sure. And uh, as we're talking about favorites and episodes, um, as we look back at some of our listeners' favorite episodes, we wanted to kind of highlight a few. And so like Logan said earlier, we have had a few really great templates that we've shared over the episodes, like the run of show that we've talked about. We have a marketing template one. It's very basic. We've talked about how we're not professional marketers, but it's good for a situation when you kind of need somewhere to start for that. Um, and then an awesome post event report as well. And so we're calling those out again right now, because if you also want them, send us an email at bettereventspot at gmail.com and we can send them to you, but we get lots of requests for those, which is awesome. We're super happy to share with you. And um, in addition to templates, some of our other episodes with top lessons are what does an event planner or producer even do, which I think is interesting. I love that. That yeah. like, really makes
0: me happy. I am so happy, listeners, that you like that episode because I think that was a topic that Mary and I debated if it was worth dedicating an episode to. And then the fact that it has been one of the most listened, I think just supports my theory, Mary, that we're people are sick of the jargon. <laughs> it's like, it is. It's like, what do you actually do? And so- I, I'm, I love that episode as well. I love them all. They're like all your children. You can't pick one. That yeah. The absolute
1: and I think, favorite. honestly, we need to do some follow-up episodes. We should probably do like a part two of what does an event planner producer even do? Because for me, I feel like it's changed since we even recorded it. So that's intriguing. And so maybe we'll have to do a follow-up. But So yeah, that's been a popular one. Um, and then the, going back to the starting with why and finding your North Star, super popular. And then we cannot forget the What is the Better Events Podcast episode, which I think was our actual first episode. And that one, I think, has the third or fourth most listened. So thank you for tuning in and finding out about the Better Events Podcast. We appreciate it.
0: I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I think we've made improvements and evolved, but I am happy whenever I go back and listen to the early episodes that I still feel like there's a lot of tangible tips, which is one of the reasons, like reasons why we started the podcast and like actionable things that still apply today that are from those early episodes. And I know that makes me really happy that even while we were figuring it out on our end, um, we still, there's some good content in there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we tried, we were trying to be smart about what we were releasing at the beginning. For sure. We wanted it to hit it hard and Hopefully. I mean, I think we did that. So and hopefully we can keep doing that. That's the that's the help plan. Yeah. And I guess if you want to help us continue
0: to uh, continue to grow the community um, and, you know, speaking of us, you guys as listeners, uh, we do have a four point nine rating on Apple Podcasts and reviews with very nice things. Uh, We've read a couple of them on the podcast in the past, um, but one of them we have. I love Mary and Logan's take on events, event planning, event production, event strategy and everything in between. Thank you, listener, because I feel like that does sum up a lot of what we like to talk about. Um, But that is something as creators that it's super helpful if you want to support this podcast. This is a passion project of Mary and mine, and we're doing this for fun. So if you would like to help us grow this podcast, uh, please consider leaving us a review. We discovered you can also leave reviews on Spotify if you are listening to us there. Um, Five-star ratings just help other people find us. And as always, you can always send us a message at our Better events Pod at gmail.com if you want to give us any other feedback.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's been cool to be able to see some of you as you've reached out, whether it's been on social media or over email or something like that. It seems as if a lot of you are new to the event industry and trying to figure it out, like you're transitioning industries. And so you want to learn more about it. But then on the other side, there are folks who have been in it for a while and then are just here to like as a collaborative collaborative space and to hear experiences and things like that. So it's fun to see kind of the wide range of experience in the event industry, which I think is something that we've really wanted, right, Logan, just to kind of build all levels of the community because we can all learn from each other. It doesn't matter how much experience that you have. Um, so hopefully we've been able to share things that have been um, insightful, but if nothing else, I think it's just a great opportunity and space to share stories and we can learn from those if nothing else. So anyway, as we've talked about, we have learned a lot and so we've made updates. So we've done things like video podcasts, which are now on Spotify. They were part of like a, a beta program and we kind of jumped in a little bit early. And so yeah, video podcast, if you're on Spotify, open that up it's basically like if you're unfamiliar with what it is, you just click on where the vid- the audio was playing and there's actually a video there. So hello, <laughs> we're here on video. Um, and that's been kind of fun. I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of interesting. I'm glad Spotify offers something like that.
0: Yeah. It gives you a little, you can put faces to our names and our voices. Mary definitely had to twist my arm a little bit to convince me that we should do video podcasts because I liked the idea of, being anonymous and not having to get worried about what I looked like when we were recording, but it has been fun to have that as an option. And we do have a YouTube channel as well. If you're more of a, a YouTube listener.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just options are nice because like, if you're listening on Spotify, it's not like you have to watch our video. So You can play it and not even look at us. And I'm not a fan of That's totally, totally okay. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. And something that I, I just, internally laugh at pretty often especially since a lot of our most listened to episodes are some of the beginning ones is the change in technology or setup so logan was mentioning that now she's in a different space when recording i am too actually which there there's a while there where i just felt like i hopped around like anywhere in my house trying to find the best space to record podcasts at the beginning but now we finally both found a place to land When recording, but not only that, upgrading some tech. I remember the first few episodes. You can go back and listen to them. Logan has a great microphone, and I was just using my Apple headphones, which is arguably better than some other options. However, I just very distinctly remembering no remember hearing that I sounded so much worse than Logan did. So I was like, all right, we gotta change that fast. So I think by like episode five, I finally upgraded my microphone, and here we are. So that's been Exciting, I guess, to get on board with
0: the tech of podcast. So what you're saying, Mary, is the microphone was worth it. It was worth it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I I assume other people think it's worth it, right? It's not. Well, a, I, I bought to listen to.
0: I bought this microphone that I'm using for well, now I guess almost four or five years ago when I lived in Shanghai because I was convinced I was going to start a travel podcast and interview my friends about. Uh, the, it's the podcast that never happened, but it was going to be called Window or Aisle. And I was going to interview pe- friends who traveled. And one of my interview questions would always be, are they a window or aisle seat person? And then Mary, we'll save that as an icebreaker for maybe another episode. But yeah. um, I had the I had the mic. I recorded one episode it stayed in the draft format and I never published it anywhere. <laughs> and so when Mary said, let's do some podcasts, I was like, oh yeah, I do have the proper podcasting mic and I use it in my YouTube videos. So if you are someone who's thinking about doing a podcast or even just being a virtual speaker, I will say, uh, it's a great way. And maybe like for Mary, you didn't really realize it till you were listening to yourself. And so that's where I think a lot of folks aren't listening to themselves, you know, after a presentation or going back to a recording, but like microphone having an external microphone not just headphones not just your computer mic it levels up your audio so much to the point where i always just say think about it as like you want to sound as good as you do in person and you want people to be able to like recognize your voice and when you're using of headphones it just sounds like you're talking on the phone which just distorts some of your um tone of voice so if you're thinking about doing podcasts or anything with a video i would seriously consider getting an external mic
1: yeah. And we have a great episode on this as well. Number seven, how to present yourself professionally in the virtual world, where we talk more about this too. So check it out. But that one I think was the episode where I was like, okay, I really got to practice what I preach here. <laughs> so there is there's a little bit of
0: pressure for what we do with being into yeah. virtual events and production that you want to sound and look as good as you're coaching other people and not be that person who says, Do what I say, but not what I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a learning experience for sure. Um, we are trying to continue to make updates, like we have, like some ads, some of which have been for for using Anchor because that's how we host the podcast and distribute it. Um, so you've probably heard those if you've listened to some other episodes. And but what we're really hoping for, we're going to talk more about this later on what's to come. But is looking for partners, the strategic partners and things like that. So we have been, you know, slowly making updates and things like that. Um, and then also being more engaging on social media adding Twitter, just basically trying to get out there more. We've started posting on LinkedIn more too, because that's where like a lot of you are. Obviously it's kind of part of our audience. And so our goal, which once again, we're going to talk about later, but it's to, to grow the community and find folks who are going to benefit from the content. And so over time, we've been able to implement these, which I think has been nice. Also a good note about podcasting in general is I feel like when you start, maybe you feel like you need to start with all the things And I think there are just some key things that you probably need to start with, which is like a plan, a cadence, and the structure of your episodes and things like that. And your ideal listener, we kind of did like a listener profile, Um, but other things just come as time goes on, because like we've been saying, it's a learning experience. So it's been a journey.
0: Yeah, I feel like so many key learnings, I can't believe we're, we're a year into it. I hope this is hope the years with many more to come <laughs> that we'll get to go back and listen to our, our one year episode when we were celebrating 10 years or something. But um, yeah, I think just some kind of key learnings for doing a podcast. I've talked about this before on the podcast. But for me, the big reason of like why we started, I will honestly give the credit to Mary. And by having another person working on it with me, like it would not have never gotten off the ground. Like I mentioned that other podcast idea I had a couple years ago, it was just going to be me by myself. And I think some people might feel like, it, it, and it might not have to be a co-host like we are with two hosts on a podcast, but just have, if you have another friend who wants to do a podcast and you guys just become accountability partners. Because for me, that was really the reason why this all ended up happening and why it was finally like when we started in April, 2021, why April? It was, you know, the soonest, the soonest that we were able to get things up and running. But I'm sure if I was kind of left to my own devices, I would have said, oh, I'm really busy in April. And then May was really busy. OK, let's just push it to June. Oh, ah, Now it's the summertime. Maybe I push it to September and you realize you still haven't started something. So I that'd be my tip. If you're thinking about starting a, pr- a podcast or any creative endeavor, like get an accountability partner and talk through some, some of those things Mary mentioned of like cadence and structure and having some of those like frameworks just helps. You become more efficient, helps give you direction and make it just easier to do something that is really powerful and important once you've created it. But I know sometimes the hurdle of thinking of how much you have to do just to create a podcast episode, let alone a series, can feel overwhelming. And having a a partner in crime or somebody that you can lean on is just, for me, that was our secret sauce.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, thanks for the shout out, but I completely agree. I feel like I'm learning with any scenario of taking on another project it's like so much better to do with somebody else and so that's what i found is helpful and the podcast was a great way to learn that so i completely agree and um it's more like for me personally it's more fun too like i like being able to have this back and forth conversation so it's been awesome for sure um and then other learnings too i think what we've learned more recently is that consistency really has been key so as we said we're almost at the year mark here and so we've kind of noticed a a little bit of a spike in growth and I think that's simply because we've been consistent releasing weekly episodes we've had one I think two week break around the holidays in December but besides that it's been weekly and so we love that we can be a place that you can rely on to listen to every Wednesday morning. And so I think that's been, I don't know if the credit goes to the cadence, but to me that makes sense. I think the the consistency has been key.
0: Yeah. I think if you're, whether you're a one week or a two week podcast, yeah, but it's more like the consistency and it's, I've seen this happen with, um, I also have a YouTube channel and that's something that like growth, the people who tell you that you can build something out of nothing and it's going to be an overnight success in like the first month or something, I think those are kind of flash in the pans. But if you're looking for kind of consistent long-term growth, it really is just showing up. And I think to your point, Mary too, there were a couple weeks that I got really busy and you had to do an episode by yourself or you yeah. got busy and I had to do an episode by myself. So same thing of like having an accountability partner and then also just like giving yourself grace <laughs> that mm-hmm. it might not always be perfect, but sometimes done is better than perfect, you know, and it helps keep you top of mind for folks if you're kind of doing it on a weekly basis. And we did see a drop for those two weeks in the holidays. Maybe it was because we didn't post. But I also think it's because it's the holidays and folks are, you know, spending time with family and friends and disconnecting, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I think you'd, you'd want to figure out a, a cadence and just keep doing it. That's the other thing is I also, you know, we got better with we've gotten better at this with time. We've gotten faster at editing. We've gotten faster at onboarding guests. We've gotten faster at recording. You know, getting our recording set up, which again, only came from consistency and like essentially practice, but we were really doing episodes, but just practicing that, um, that feature. Another thing I'd credit, Mary, you had this idea was doing our batching um, where we would record multiple episodes in the same sitting, which is really nice. And especially if you're as a small business owner or just anyone who's busy and feels like, wow, I don't have all this extra time. By sitting down and recording a couple episodes all at once, it's a little bit more energy in that moment. But then it's just, it, it, it makes it easier in the long run because then you're just kind of editing episodes and getting them out versus having to sit and do your whole setup, especially, I mean, it's easier now, Mary, with you and I have like home office setups. But before it was like a whole ordeal. I had to like stack my books. So my microphone was at this right level on the right. floor and, you know, make sure my partner wasn't being too loud. And like all these things that when you batch them and schedule like, hey, on this day, we're going to do three episodes. Now you have your content for the next three weeks and it's done versus trying to find a time every single week which i think when we first started wasn't that that's how we were doing it we were kind of trying to find yeah. a weekly time to record next week's episode which is nice to keep it fresh and we have certain episodes that we purposely hold to keep fresh and do them right before we pu- we publish but i've just found that that's personally been really nice just to know that we've finished some of this content
1: yeah batch recording has been Awesome. (laughs) And so I'm really glad that we, we've done that. And as I'm thinking through this, there are probably so many like specific, like on how to podcast learnings that we've had. So we might just, if you're interested, let us know and we'll do an episode on that. We'll probably do an episode on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because as I'm, as we're talking about this, there's so much that we could share. Batch recording has been a huge learning for sure. Well, what's that? What do we have coming up for the podcast? As we said, we're trying to continue to keep it fresh for you also. Um, basically just bringing you content that you want to hear we've had some we've made some call outs about like let us know what you want us to talk about which still stands reach out if you have ideas for content we have plenty of ideas we want to talk about what you want us to talk about and so continuing to kind of really try to focus in on the content and what's fresh and to highlight different voices as well we have some ideas um coming up for that and yeah Logan what else what are some of our other goals we have coming up I mean, consistency, we're going to keep coming into your ears
0: every, every single Wednesday. We have gotten a lot more into long-term planning, which is fun. And so I'm already like excited about some episodes that are going to drop in like November. We have not recorded them. Don't worry. But just topics and things that are kind of top of mind, uh, or will be top of mind around that time of year. And then we have some awesome guests lined up. I don't know if I really want to spill the beans on anybody, but we've already teased it on another episode. We're going to have Natalie Frank who wrote the community over competition, um, or Built to let. what was it?
1: Built to Belong.
0: Built to Belong, thank you. Built to Belong, which is all about community over competition. And we read her book for a book club that Mary and I are both a part of. And she's going to be on the podcast, which is super exciting. And we have a couple other folks lined up that we're excited about. We also, if you are interested in being guests, feel free to reach out. Or if you know of someone you think we should interview, we do have a couple more slots this year, but it is filling up. Our dance card is filling up quick, which is a great problem to have. Um, and then we're also on the currently working through some things with some strategic partners. Again, this is a passion project of ours, but we do want to bring, um, some great brands and partners and people that we think are just going to add to this community and add value to you as a listener. Um, so keep an eye out for some of those exciting developments as we, as we go on with the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as we've said multiple times, but just to kind of hit it home once more, this still stands is that we want to create, um, a community and, and a resource. And so if you have friends who are in the event industry, share this with them, please, because we just want to be able to get out there. Um, and then in turn, we can hear from more people who, it, with these content ideas and things like that. So it's not just for our benefit, but we want to make sure that we're benefiting other people too. So the the more people who have the opportunity to listen just opens up these opportunities. So Thank you. Just for a moment too. We just really should shout that out. 50 episodes in one year. We appreciate you all so much because out of all the podcasts that are out there in the world, thank you for choosing the Better Events podcast. We super (laughs) appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we really, we appreciate you listeners. This is like, you know, as as fun as, as much fun as Mary and I have just talking to each other, it also is fun to, to get to meet the folks that are listening to us. So it's not just Mary and I talking into the ether, which is so exciting and um, we appreciate you giving us your time and us joining you on walks or runs or cleaning up your apartments or houses or driving, commuting to work if you're going back into the office anymore again and hope to see you at our 500th episode. There you go, Mary. I'm going to drop it now. Yes. 500. We're going to go 10 times
1: <laughs> what we've been at right now. By the 500th episode, we'll hopefully have the uh, ability to do like a big in-person party. That- that'll that be our goal for 500. We're going to have to do like 200, honestly, to be. But we'll oh, yeah, 500 okay. for sure. Okay. Big
0: blowout party, guys. Save the date. I can't do that math right <laughs> Save now. <the> date. <laughs> it's probably a couple years in the future. Yeah. I think very. it brings us to one of my favorite parts of every single episode our bonus tip, which is coming from you this week.
1: Yeah. Bonus tip for the week. So this is landing on a recent experience that we are going to talk about on a later episode of the podcast. But I want to kind of tease it now. Logan has given me some really good advice about when working with VIPs or maybe there is a celebrity who just happens to come to one of the events you're working, whatever the scenario is, the bonus tip for today is to just take a picture with your mind instead of asking them for a photo (laughs) if you're working the event because it's unprofessional to ask them for a photo, right, Logan? (laughs) Yes. Mental pictures.
0: I had to say that over and over to a poor fan who didn't have his phone when he he walked past Yao Ming in Shanghai. We were in Shanghai at a basketball game and he was like losing his mind. And I was like, mental pictures, mental pictures. I was like, just remember this moment. You can tell everyone you saw it. You don't need to take your camera out.
1: Yeah. And obviously if you're like at an event and that's, you're a guest, that's probably a different situation. But when you're working it, take a picture with your mind deep sigh because it sort of sucks, but right, we have you have so many do. great mind photos. Okay.
0: I think it's great. Yeah. They treat you one, I guess one more context for this bonus tip audience is the reason is the minute you take your phone out, whether you were, even this is advice. If you were an attendee, because the minute you take your phone out, you're a fan, especially if you're working, it's important because you're working it. You're not a fan, but there is an interaction that I've had with VIPs that they then treat you differently. They'll treat fans differently than they treat a person who treats them like a regular person with respect and you're being kind to them. But the minute you take your phone out and try to take pictures, you're a fan. And there's a level of access that they only give to, that they only let fans get access so far into, you know, how they're feeling, how they're
1: doing. So I always just say mental pictures, lots of cool <laughs> stories. <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks, Logan. You tagged team on this bonus tip for today, for sure. Um, and so that brings us to the end of our 50th episode of the Better Events Podcast. If you have not yet given us a follow, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Better Events Pod. You can also send us an email, which we always love, at bettereventspod at gmail.com. We are going to put all those in the show notes. And um, just thank you so much again for listening to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. And we will be back with you again next Wednesday. Bye, everybody.